Hey, I'm Joe, and I'm a designer. And I'm Brian, and I'm a designer. And I am fucking burned out. Ooh, that one burns. We're going to talk about it. Brian, yes. buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Talk to me, man. Oh. Have a have a Kleenex, hot cup of tea, <laughs> sit down on the couch. What is going on? Oh. I've been feeling pretty burned out for a while. Uh-huh. I think I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. We were I don't even remember what we were talking about, but just yeah, feeling of I don't know, kind of over it. Oh, we were talking about um inspiration. Yeah. And uh, and just me being kind of bored with yep. design. And so, and I tell you, there are days, for the last few years, I am like, there are days where I'm just like, should I do something else? Mm. And I have all sorts of feelings that aren't very well formed. Okay. So, you know. So, just... so walk me through this. When did this start? Um, I don't know. It's It's been increasing okay. for a while. Okay. Um, Does it have something it's been di- a few years. directly to do with when you're working on projects and you're not feeling jazzed about? Or just even if you're working on a, a project, like you were making the website for this podcast which i hope you're just about <laughs> does it does it crop up even then uh it's n- i no it's not it's not project related uh. it's it is a general existential malaise on way <laughs> <laughs> smoke your galois look at the sea my friend <laughs> uh no i've i've been feeling it for a while and again, like like I said, I I, I don't have very well formed thoughts here, so I'm just going to kind of riff on it. Okay. Um, the I feel like like as a designer, mm. I still feel like I am a the boot heel of of the machinations of of these products and technology that are kind of going out there. Oh, we yeah, yeah. A lot of designers today, they might have like some strength in UX, they might have mm. some strength in UI, mm. you know, the they and they probably don't code at all mm. or have like much other experience. They're like more specialized. Yeah. And um and there's this rarity around around, you know, designers that can do more than one thing. They can do UX, they can do UI, they can write some code, you know, unicorn product. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They're called unicorns. They're highly sought after. Sure. That's a fucking myth. Because <laughs> Well, there's a like, animal. <laughs> because the unicorn isn't a myth because I consider myself one. I can do all those things. Right. The myth that those are highly sought after is, is it, or the myth is that they're highly sought after. Uh. The issue is that if you as a unicorn go into most of these organizations or talk to startups or that sort of thing, they don't know what to fucking do with you. Oh, wow. And so the, I, I feel as though... And part of this could be just getting older or mm. whatever. I don't know. Mm. But I feel as though with more experience, I become less desirable on the marketplace. God, this is so fascinating that this is, I actually didn't know that this was the, the core conundrum of your of your book. Oh. So this is so <laughs> fucking fascinating. So I've been having this internal conversation at at work uh-huh. around the the role of, of what we're calling a design technologist. Right. right? Which is which is someone that can kind of sit between those specialized silos of design work or even research or all of the kind of like making it look pretty and making intentional product choices and actually making it live in the real world. And 
there has been a lot of arguments and kind of back and forth around it because some folks are saying like, well, this is a very essential role that basically speeds up product process and stuff yeah. like that. You know, like getting the CSS styles right and stuff like that and just yeah. kind of like instead of having to go and check with someone, you could be like, no, I know because I, I designed the fucking thing. Right. And other people being like, specialization is really the, the the way it is. And with more people that are pouring into the industry, there's going to be these hyper, hyper specialized roles. Mm -hmm. So are you feeling blowback from industry uh, trends or is this something personal inside of you that you can't, you can't muster the, the argument to yourself anymore? Um, I don't know. I think it's broader than that. The feeling, if I've described years of feeling, I mean, I, there's definitely, I feel those things that you're describing, yeah. you know, on a day to day basis, sure. but whatever, I've been doing it long enough. That's just part of it. Yeah. You know, I've got that scar tissue, whatever, <laughs> right. you know, if, right. if you need to do some design monkey task, you know, right. uh, it's not so beneath be me. Right. <laughs> you just have to do it. Right. right. Um, I think, uh, so I, I'll, I'll back up and or rewind and answer that question with a little story. Okay. So, because this all happened just in the last week. Okay. On LinkedIn, my neighbor and childhood friend, I mean, he was the closest kid that I grew up to in the country in Oregon. Okay. And, um, and he lives in Germany now, and he reached out to me um, or responded to something I posted on LinkedIn. And we started talking about... Um, he runs a consulting firm, and we were starting to talk about like specifically working with startups. Mm. And... He started phrasing this in just this little LinkedIn post that just blew my mind. He said uh, that he avoids working with startups because startups are capital driven mm. and they're not really user driven. No. Right. And and when he said that, I just something clicked with me mm. uh, that I was like, he's absolutely right. right. I mean, the majority of projects that that we work on. Right. Are, you know they may give lift service to the user, but do they really care about the user? Is the user really and the most important thing? The user in some ways is symptomatic of the product. Right. 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 If the, if the user needs and the capital needs happen to align, right. fantastic. And, <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, and thinking to myself that, you know, we all put, uh, uh, Apple and the success of Apple and like the mythos of, of sure. Steve Jobs and all that, we put it up on a pedestal, but there is something I think um, from those old heydays. So also in this last week, you know, the iPad turned 10 and there's been a lot of kind of, kind of conversation that was like kind of the last Steve Jobs product Yeah, um, that it was designed to be this platform of creation sure. that anybody could like, right. like do amazing stuff and yeah. like this whole ecosystem was going to evolve yeah. and it kind of didn't. Yeah. And so some of the commentary was like, well, was that a failure of the Apple or was that just the reality post Steve Jobs? Right. And, and this and like, just makes me think that Apple is not the creatively driven company that it was underneath. It's a capital driven company. Sure. You know, right. Yeah. Um, and just thinking like how few organizations that I've been, I've been able to work with that really put the needs of the user first and, and really just at the end of the day, just want to make cool shit. Right. And I just, like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love being creative, creatively challenged. I love working on different stuff. I mean, I just, I love to work. Yeah. Right. Um, but it just feels as though we as a society are just focusing on the wrong things and so, designers want to yeah, do cool shit yeah. that, that have meaning, that have purpose. So 
this is making me think about a whole lot of things, and I think I got some bad news for you. <laughs> so did you read, I'm sorry, we're going to get like super local for right now, okay. but did you read that Stranger column by Madude about um, second wave gentrification? I don't think so. Okay, so basically, and very, very briefly, because I don't want to get off on urban huh. planning, but basically first wave gentrification is like, okay, it's maybe it's a lower income area, and first wave gentrification is like, they call it the, the within urban planning it's like they're called pioneers right mm, oftentimes mm-hmm. wealthy middle class to upper middle class white folks coming into a poor often person of color neighborhood and being like we can get a house for cheap and all of a sudden you know the the yoga studios and the and the and the the chai houses mm, pop up right. out of nowhere and that's the gentrification that most people know about second wave gentrification is basically this idea that soon afterwards capital becomes the main rentier of the neighborhood, not even necessarily like upper middle class white folks. Mm. And like, that's kind of what happened is happening to Capitol Hill, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden there's just like large, Sorry, fanci- Cap- Capitol Hill, Seattle, Capitol Hill, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Like there's large fancy buildings in which uh-huh. they're not even totally rented. Yeah. They're just like placeholders for investment capital. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this in the same way that I was thinking about, um, like how bummed out I am about how many like fantastic websites and web magazines have gone away. Oh yeah. Like Gawker, Hairpin, The yeah. All, um, Deadspin. I mean like, all these yeah. like for me really like I mean even Boing Boing is basically just like Sky Mall now. Like all of these like <laughs> Nidorama, like all these yeah. really fundamental web properties that at a point in time won't get that were really, right. really um they made me feel like, oh, this is this is humanity. We're kind of doing things as a group together. This is what the internet is. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. And it's just like fucking Facebook and the New York Times now. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I will go to the internet and be like, where should I go? Yeah. There's like, there's like nothing there anymore. Right. And it feels like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you, you're a little bit vocalizing that too. I think that what you are picking up on is that we are in some type of late stage collapse where financial capital truly is completely in control. Yeah. And there is no space for any type of creativity or humanity at all. It, it, I think that it is... Okay, so another story that makes me... Uh, that that makes me think of. Yeah. So uh, so yesterday I had my students who were giving a design presentation and they were doing, you know, user personas. Yeah. And so a bunch of them had had a persona that was like like them, like, you know, teenagers or, sure. you know, early 20-year-olds. Yeah. Um. In their personas, every, almost every single one of them, one of the elements of the persona was that that user had a side hustle. Ugh. And I was like, Brutal. and I'm thinking to myself, as I'm seeing this, that they've just accepted right. the need for a side hustle, right. that our inequity has become so great, that right. we're so capital driven, right. that the only way to have any sort of success or achievement or to right. pay off their college bills right. is to have a job and then also a second job. Another job. Yeah. Yeah. And and, a, and it gave me pause to think about, you know, I've always had a side hustle too, but sure. part of that was just, you know, there was years of me just, you know, grinding out design so I could just, you know, build a portfolio. And, right? and, and it is also about joy, right? It yeah, was like, ah, this, yeah. It was a hobby. A cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I and when I look at when I look at some of the you know the ideas that I get kind of get exposed to and kind of the opportunity to create things that really matter. Yeah. Not you know, not just to a small set of people, but you know, they could actually make a difference. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, let's just take one simple one, like climate change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, simple. <laughs> <laughs> like just a little thing like climate change. <laughs> right. Well, but, but is it really right. like, 
so if you had 60, 70% of the people of the, of the, the people that are able to work yeah. focused on climate change, right. you know, yeah. would it still be a hard problem? Totally. I, I mean, I don't know, right. but right. usually throughout human history, that's how we've overcome big challenges. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I kind I kind of wonder if some of my, my malaise is coming from like this, uh, I don't know. I mean, so like impeachment stuff is going on. There's, sure. you know, the world is on fire. Like yeah. there's all this like chaos is happening. Yeah. And we're all sitting here and we're just like, okay, like, I guess I'll go over to Instagram now and, yeah. you know, look at cat photos. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that as a judgment. I'm just saying that that's, that's almost where we've kind of come to. Yes. And, and it just, it feels like there's an opportunity somewhere for, for design and creatives to make a difference. Like, yes. I mean, maybe it's not even maybe it's not designers maybe it's more like artists just getting out there like like more banksy is just like fucking up the, you know this is the urban landscape with great art yeah uh, i i mean i i don't know what the i don't I, i'm going broader and broader as i talk more about this but i i just um I, as i was kind of talking about this a little bit with with my fiance uh the other day uh and just and some of the challenges I think I feel as a designer again, kind of going back to just not very well respected. Sure. Like everyone says they need design, everyone talks yeah. about the value of design, yeah. but really that's yeah. not the feeling that I get yep. most days. Yep. And and so and she was like, you know, maybe we just need another name. Maybe the problem is we're mm. calling these things design and design, mm. but maybe that's not mm. what you're actually doing anymore. Mm. Maybe mm. you're doing something different, right? And I don't know. I anyway, that that pretty much brings us up to date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Okay. There's how much time do we have? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> so um, this is going to be have to be like a nine parter. <laughs> so for sure, we are in dark days. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say this to you, but I also want to say this to anyone listening. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. We. I am a. A casual student of history in the sense that I like to read history books and listen to history podcasts and stuff. We are in dark days. Yeah. This is not normal times. Yeah. Um, and you are totally allowed to feel like shit because of it. You are, I give everybody uh, listening to this, yeah. you are allowed to feel like shit mm-hmm. because it sucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing you say, I go to Instagram and look at photos of cat photos, it, it reminds me of those those photos of those poor folks in Australia going into their rowboats and basically sitting in the water to escape the fire. Oh, yeah. Like at a certain point, we all need a mental rowboat to go into. So right. you shouldn't feel bad that sometimes you need that type of break and you need that type of, of um, mental space. Having said that, I think that... Um, what we're really talking about is two things. We're talking about um, the, the the structures that are beyond your control, mm-hmm. and you are absolutely right that we can kind of we can work together and do things that are actually changing the world. And I think that we should do a podcast about that and yeah. kind of have that be intentional. But I would love to focus on the stuff that is internal about how you think about your own work and how you push that mm-hmm. work forward, mm-hmm. even if it's not necessarily something that you're feeling great about as it goes into the wider world like what you can control is like a massive part of what burnout is because Uh i think burnout a lot of it is a sense of lack of control like i'm so fucking busy and i don't even have the tools to accomplish those tasks like that's what burnout is yeah yeah well so recently frank camaro did did an excellent post kind of it, it was a unstructured post he did that lists out many different um uh reasons why he's feeling burnt out 
And that was one of the things that I think that spurred us to like have this topic. Um, and and I, I when I saw it, I just I it completely resonated with me as like some of the key factors. Yeah. Um, so one of them is is that uh, achievement factor, or I'm sorry, achievement culture. Uh, let, I'll just run down the list: metastasized independence, feelings of futility. Those are some of the things you were just talking about. Sure. Um, uh, a visibility leading to hyperactive comparison, which he has a whole dis- description. <laughs> we'll put the, the link in the show notes. The autism authenticity imperative uh so the pressure to be oneself but to adapt distort the to self uh, to ensure achievement status or safety yeah that one i definitely feel again that's almost like that crossover into the world of yeah that you can't control into your world right right Right. um uh, angst and isolation yep um uh, bullshit tasks and meta work, yep. lack of ethics, which yep. we just talked about in the last episode, yep. uh, self-improvement industrial complex, yep. which is pretty interesting. Yep. Uh, the abundance problem and a positivity bias. Yeah. Um, I mean, these, these 11 points really feel like, uh, kind of a common struggle. I think I felt as a designer, but sure. never was able to kind of fully articulate. Yeah. Cause it, it is hard to just kind of separate out like the, the, individual feeling yeah for versus like everything else that's outside of your control because that's part of our job as you designers are, you right? are in the f- you are in the flow you right. are in the stream you you breathe in the water right right we're, we're designing things for other people that are dealing with these same sort of challenges and we're trying to you know figure out how to i don't know get them to buy a pair of sneakers or to you know register for their kids school or whatever it may be yeah um they're also feeling those same things they have limited time to do the things they care about most you know constantly distracted yep and like and we're just trying to make the world just a little bit better on a page or on a yeah. You know. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things going on. The first of which is that I, I do think that creative people at base are empaths. And so that I think sometimes that affects creative folks a little bit deeper yeah. in the sense that your your job is to observe and to notice. Yeah. And when you are observing and noticing a great deal of pain, you can't help but lump that pain onto your heart as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why you are a good creative person. That's why you're mm-hmm. a good designer is because you, you take on that pain. You say like, I don't like this pain. How do I make this pain go away? That's basically the core of what empathy is. Yeah. So that that's going to happen. But I, I do, I would caution that even though it is, you know, it's like that old joke, um, one fish says to the other fish, gee, the water's really nice today. And the other fish says, what's water? <laughs> <laughs> like you can't, you can't necessarily totally, you can't blame yourself for your environment. Oh, right, right. And so I, I actually think it's fascinating that these days you've been getting into baking a lot uh-huh. because that feels like, like a self-care that maybe you don't even know you're doing. Oh, no, I totally it, stress it's, bake. It, it's, like, it's like I have control over this thing. Like you yeah. can't control the impeachment crop process and you can't control climate change and you can't control runaway capitalism, but God damn it, I can make a good bake. I would, so I think it's, I think it's deeper and broader than that, but I'll bring it back to baking. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> um, it is, uh, I have for like, I'm terrible at like I don't know talking about myself in a like a positive way I uh-huh. guess I'm usually more critical about my own yeah, work yeah, yeah. but I've been blessed with gifts uh-huh. and I can see the world in a way that I've learned that other people can't see it sure. I can solve problems in a new and interesting way 
and usually like add efficiency at the same time. Right. It's just, it's, I, I, going back to like that unicorn thing, like I have a lot of be able gifts to be able to context switch in mm. ways that other people find really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I struggle to apply those gifts mm. to any sort of greater good. Mm. And so, you know, baking mm. <laughs> for me is a is a way to be able to give a gift to my family, mm. right? Mm. It is a way that I can I can like because my kid likes to eat a lot of bread. Sure. So you know, so it just started as like a real simple thing, largely out of like kind of managing some stress, yeah. like to step away from my computer because at that point I was working from home constantly. Sure. So it gave me a nice kind of routine to be able to step away from stressful situations happening on screen. Sure. And then like you know get a starter going or whatever yeah but um but going back to just kind of generally how i'm feeling is uh like so so remember when 20 30 years ago remember when uh when it was kind of um you'd be made fun of or where i grew up you know beat up if you liked star trek yeah. God forbid you'd go to a Star Trek convention. Right. 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 And do cosplay or whatever, right. which I never did because nerd, right? Right. <laughs> that was, you know. You want to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> that was what? Like 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And now, you know, there's ads in Times Square for right. Picard, like, right. you right. know, right. a character from a nerdy show 20 years ago. Don't right. get me wrong. I love Star Trek. Sure. And yeah. yeah. I'm super excited. Right. But it, it's weird because it's like, like we won like all those nerds out there like cosplay is like right. a real thing that people yeah. cosplay every day now yeah right um that 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 culture that subculture uh. that used to exist that society used to look down upon uh. and in some parts of the world still do mm. is the mainstream now yeah. marvel is the biggest movie yeah. star wars is the second biggest movies yeah. right the nerds won. Yeah. right and i feel as though we're on the cusp of designers winning uh, of like uh, not designers yeah, yeah, yeah. but really people right of of we're on right. this cusp of this user-centered design user-centered right. uh, uh like like uh, of ux right um uh, really starting to come forward and becoming kind of the predominant thing uh-huh. the 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 differentiator uh-huh. between you know, something that sells well and something that doesn't sell well. We've already seen that. Sure. I mean, yeah. in the investment community, they just consider good design to be table stakes. Right. They don't want to put any money, money into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, so, but that's the problem, right? There's still right. this discontinuity uh-huh. between, I think, the future that we all see uh-huh. and and where the world still is. Yes. And in the middle there are designers, which right. I think, I mean, I'm grossly generalizing, but, but designers still not getting um a place at the table right 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 my students the cs students right they get their internship offers paid internship offers right first thing right. of their senior year right my the ux the kids on the ux track yeah. and there's some really phenomenal designers yeah. that come out of this program yeah um they're struggling to get a unpaid internship by the end of the year wow Right. Yeah. There's tons more talent of UX, but you know, but, but if computer science is like snatched up right away. Right. Right. And it's like, and I see this year after year, I uh-huh. see this lack of, of attention uh-huh. kind of, or investment going uh-huh. into, uh, uh, let's not say design because i don't want to say it's like we're a privileged group mm. i want but the not enough emphasis into 
creating great experiences mm. right mm. and the, like the dollars still aren't there mm. the, like budgets are still more allocated towards like it even mm. though that's a fairly commodity space mm. versus like design which is not commodity sure right and and i and i just wonder where the problem is is it design leadership right right i mean we've been sharing articles back and forth the last couple of weeks about how dire this is yeah like the when when asked uh, who was it? Acquiant did a survey and asked designers like how they were feeling. Yeah, like it was 60, 70, 80 percent of them felt the way I do. Yeah, that you know they're doing the shit work and not the important work. So I, I guess the real question is where is this stuff? Where is this stuff? What is the endemic systemic problems and what is the personal? Where, where is the personal stuff lie? Because for me, so I just think in general, like when I was young, I was super focused on um, like doing um, like humanitarian work with like 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 foreign agencies yeah. and stuff. Like it was like go abroad and like you know save the people and all that yeah. fucking you know white savior shit. Yeah, but I've, I've traveled with you <laughs> when the TSA pulled you aside. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> it's only through. Like, a couple of things happened, the first of which was, uh, quite frankly, the 2016 election for me. Yeah. I have recently come to the round to the idea that, that doing what you can where you are in some ways is the most effective thing you can do because mm. you not only you know your people, you know your culture, but you're around it enough to see the effects not only of the people suffering, but also, quite frankly, the, let's be honest, we're human beings. Sometimes we like that positive reward when people are benefited by you actually doing the work. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so if I, can, if I can move that to the, to the design realm, there is a, a systemic endemic problems right now that we are all pushing and working towards. You know, inshallah, we'll get it solved pretty soon. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I think my question for you is, what are things that you, Brian, can do to enact personal change that allows you to maybe protect yourself and still have a space where you feel good about things that that will allow you to to have a rowboat to to survive the fire while the fire passes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean the the so I mean I love teaching. I love giving back. Yeah. Uh, I mean I love doing the show. Yeah. Um, uh, to be able to talk, you know, about everything that we observe in the field. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, those things have been really good for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, it, I mean, I keep thinking about stepping back. Yeah. And um, and maybe not doing this yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's it, a, also a totally valid answer. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's, like, you know, financial obligations. But I just, I, uh, there's, you know, like, my dad was, is super brilliant, did a bunch of awesome things. Um, always ahead of his time, mm. you know, I've, you know, we've talked about different people we've worked with in the past yep. that also, you know, were ahead of their time. And there's, there's sometimes that I just feel like I am like a man out of time yeah. that, that, that either too late or too early. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I holding on to values that don't exist anymore? Or am I seeing the world through a lens that has, isn't quite caught up to that? And, and, um, and so time and space away right. is like good time. I mean, I'm a workaholic, so sure. it's yeah. difficult for me to do that. But um, but yeah, I, I I really struggle. I mean, obviously there's like 
distractions. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree. Like being able to focus in on things that, you know, really kind of give you joy and yeah. whatever. But like, but at the same time, I really fucking love what I do. Totally. I love doing this totally. stuff. And so it's like to not do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do, obviously. Right. You have to make your own <laughs> decision. But uh, so I was actually thinking about this the, the other night after everyone else had gone to bed. Um, how and I think that maybe you and I are, are sharing this that that my certain set of kind of like liberal kind of like Western kind of um, philosophical stances wedded to the idea of when the internet was really about like here's a cool thing hey here's yeah. another cool thing and it would really felt like this this um, this virtuous cycle of people being beneficent to each other uh-huh. that has kind of fallen out of favor right now oh yeah and. I feel that too. If you want me, if you want some type of recognition, I I see you and I feel that too because that thing that I think both you and I grew up around, that kind of like early 2000s utopian ideal about what technology was is kind of gone away right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like the future is kind of dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot- I don't, I don't agree with that. No, no, but that that is the stance right now. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, and I think it sounds so fucking pat, but just like, hold on, man. Like, I think we're going to get through it. See, I think, (laughs) but I think that, I think that we, uh, us, the creative class, Mm. I think that, that we need to, we need to come together and we need to solve hard problems. I mean, I I like half joked that climate change was, was simple. Yeah. Um, but it's hard as a as an individual. Yeah. Like we can't. Yep. No individual or hundreds of people can solve that one problem by themselves. Yeah. But, but collectively, we can we can do big things. I mean, we are uh, at the the uh, the precipice of democracy failing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and we have to like be able to take action. We as designers, as creatives, sure. have have a big impact in that. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like we are Huge. the ones that can can give can show that those things happen. I mean, like, um, uh, oh, I won't get into that. I won't. <laughs> Too political. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I feel like uh, I mean the one that that I talk about the most frequently is social media. Right. It's yeah. like. Like, so Facebook is a fucking travesty, yeah. right? It's yeah. doing so much ill to society. Yep. So we, and as creatives, I'm not just talking about designers, but yep. people that, you know, like to build shit. Yeah. Um, we could solve that problem. Yeah. And, and then the other people that don't have to build that, we could all kind of agree. This is in the, our mutual best interest. Yes. Right. Yeah. To be able to move away from like a platform that, sponsors the types of things that they do yeah um and and not just i would just not pick on facebook i mean twitter is equally as at guilt at at spreading kind of ill will around the world yeah um like 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 you and i both know or very well connected to the people that started both of those organizations yeah it is not outside the realm of possibility that the new creative class it's It's of today or people that we know that we could we could do something better yeah right yeah that we could create a b corp and we could like you know riff on some stuff yeah you know do it on nights and weekends or whatever because out of pure love and out of empathy to be able to you know make a a big difference and we're we're holding those keys right now 
Well, I will see you at your apartment at 8 o'clock tonight. I will bring some beer. Uh You bring the the, the post-its, and we'll get going. All right. Cool. (laughs) You can hear all of our episodes at designer.fm. And if you ever want to email us about anything at all, you can email us at designer at designer.fm. And please like, subscribe, give us a little review, say some nice things about our beautiful faces. We appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Bye.